0: Welcome to the third season of the For Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Wilcoxon, and one of the lay elders here at Redemption Church Gateway. This season, we're going to talk about work, careers, taking our faith into the marketplace, and some practical advice. And this is the pilot episode. If you're scoring one at home, that was the first bad dad joke. Um, As of the end of 2019 in the U.S., there was an estimated 664,565 active certified pilots. Today, we're going to talk to two. On a normal day, there can be anywhere between 8,000 and 20,000 planes in mid-flight. That is a lot of planes in the air. Would you agree? I agree. (laughs) kind of scared. (laughs) I did not know (laughs) that. I
1: I didn't know there were that many out there.
0: Well, I'm excited today to talk to Joe McGuire and Greg Gradup. Thank you both for your time. You're welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. All right. A bit, a bit of background. Joe, we're going to start with you. Tell us about your family. Where do you work and how long have you been attending
1: Redemption Church Gateway? All right. Uh, let's see. I, I have to think about the family part uh, because I've been married so long. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. All right. So my wife and I met uh, on a Greyhound bus, actually in the Greyhound bus station in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, uh, wow in 1985 love at first sight oh yeah on my part it was
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's the normally that's how it happens right
1: right so uh we exchanged letters for about five years uh before i got to see her again in any meaningful way uh proposed right away as soon as i could on that uh next occasion And we've been married for this year. It'll be 31 years. Wow. Um, We have, uh, three beautiful daughters who have all as of this summer left the house. Whoa. (laughs) Empty nest time. That's right. And how's that, how's uh, that working out so far? Uh, you know, not so bad. We've been very busy taking care of the grandson because, uh, our oldest daughter is pregnant with her second. Oh, congratulations. Having a little bit of a rough time. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, she's starting to uh, to improve or she is starting to improve and uh they just had a gender reveal for the second one so oh, another boy on the way oh nice uh in the meantime though we've been helping take care of uh of our grandson so he's keeping us busy great just about every day of the week and where do you work i work uh for a a company that provides con- contract aviation services for the military um so Technically, we provide uh, intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance uh, support for the military customer, um, both at home in the United States in training missions and uh, overseas. Anything beyond that, I can't really tell you very much about.
0: Okay, well, I, I do.
1: I fly King Air, to twin-engine turboprop.
0: Wow! And how long have you been working for this company?
1: Six years now. Six years. Okay. Six years. And
0: how long have you been attending uh, Redemption Church Gateway?
1: Uh, we've been attending, well, actually, the story is we have, let's see, how long have we been here? Uh, 21 years. We've been attending redemption in one form of another or another for 21 years. Oh, wow. All right. Um, we started off with East Valley. and We moved here, actually. I put a pin dot on the map and told my wife, we could move anywhere within this circle yeah. from East Valley Bible Church. That's where we wanted to attend church. We knew that. <laughs> Um, because we had visited Kelly's family, uh, many times. And then, uh, friends of ours were out here and they were attending that church. Uh, so, um, we ended up moving right across the street from them. Uh, East Valley turned into uh, redemption gateway. Eventually Gilbert redemption.
0: I know we all get, Gilbert yeah, and redemption in redemption gateway yeah. after that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank you, Greg. Tell us. Uh, so, um, yeah. So how long, tell us about your family. Okay. How long have you been married? been married to Suzanne
2: for 23 years. nice we have three kids um, two of them well one just graduated from high school so he's almost out of the house we have one out of the house that one and then our youngest as uh, he'll be a junior so um, let's see for work. I'm retired military Joe's retired military also um, thank you both. served uh, 22 part. years in the uh, on uh, total Air Force eight active duty and then 14 in the guard out of here at Sky Harbor. I flew KC-135s and uh, T1s. Wow. Um, let's see. Right now I currently work for UPS. I've been there for about 14 and a half years. Um, sem- I've flown a bunch of planes for them, but 747 is the current one. Uh, and it's
0: not domestic. What, what is your route?
2: Uh, it's mostly international, but I have recently bid to Louisville, which is a has more domestic routes mm. because International travel with COVID blows. <laughs> I'm yes, putting it, it nicely. Um, <laughs> so, I am trying to avoid as much international travel. It just, it's not fun. Yeah. Um, prior to COVID, it was awesome. I loved it. Um, the flying's still flying, it's just the layovers have changed dramatically. So, um, so the see. protocols
0: that you have to go through. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's yeah. tough, yeah. difficult. Yep. Lots of hotel room lockdowns. So, on layovers, you can't leave your hotel room. It yeah. uh, doesn't matter if you're there for 12 hours or 72 hours, Wow. you cannot leave that room. And it's not everywhere, but it's uh, most of the places and it's just getting old.
0: Um, Let's see. And then how long have you been mm-hmm. attending? To so we've attention?
2: been at, uh, well, we started out like Joe and uh, at East Valley Bible. We didn't, we weren't originals, but we've been there since, I think we started East Valley Bible around 2008. Mm. Uh, we went to, and then did second mile shortly after it started and then just have been here ever since. Oh, okay. So, Great. So 13 years or so.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you both. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your career. So what, um, Greg, we'll start with you and then Joe jump in as soon as he's done. But um, what led you to seek a career in, the, in aviation or to be a pilot? Um, it's in the family blood. Oh, wow. My dad, my,
2: so my dad's dad was a uh, B-25 pilot in World War II. My dad was an Air Force fighter pilot and I, I, Literally cannot remember ever wanting to do it. Other than every little boy wants to be a professional athlete. Um, I don't remember ever wanting to be anything else. I wanted to be a fighter pilot. Didn't end up being a fighter pilot, but that's all right. Um, But I still flew in the Air Force, which is what I wanted to do. Um, So I'd say it's a family thing. That's just where I've been around airplanes. Literally, when I was a little kid, before I could talk, airplanes were called daddy-ups. Because I knew my dad was flying those. (laughs) And that's what I called them, daddy-ups. So that's really the only thing I've ever wanted to do. Yeah. And uh,
0: Joe? What uh, somewhat led you of it? a
1: similar story. Uh, nobody in my family was involved in aviation. I don't know why I became interested in airplanes, but as far back as I can remember, I was always interested in airplanes. So much so, I think it was on my 10th birthday, my dad knew a pilot and they took us up flying and you know they let me uh, handle the controls a little bit. And I was definitely hooked after that. So... Let's see, as soon as I found out that our local airport uh, would hire people to pump gas in airplanes and wash airplanes, teenagers, I was 15, I went down there to apply for a job, and they said, come back when you're 16, got to drive a fuel truck. So I turned 16, I went back, they hired me.
0: 16-year-old driving a fuel
1: truck. A 1950s era manual transmission on the tarmac
0: that's that sounds so wise today right? not only
1: that i was still happens today i was driving (laughs) tugs backing aircraft into hangars i don't know what they were thinking Wow.
0: (laughs) but but it worked out it it worked out yeah
1: in fact uh i stayed there until um until i enlisted in the military and so the last year before i left my home um, they, I was working on my private pilot's license and they loaned me, they let me put a little bit of money on a loan, uh, so I could finish up before I left to, uh, to go to boot camp. Yeah. So, uh, it was a great company. I enjoyed the, the experience. It was, I, I fueled a lot of different kinds of airplanes. So, wow. um, from there, uh, you know, I, I grew up near an air force base and, uh, and so I became interested in, in flying for the military. Uh, so I enlisted in the Navy, uh, but before I went to boot camp, I actually um, was accepted, applied to and accepted to the Naval Academy. And I figured from there I'd get a, a pilot slot and uh, it, it didn't work out that way for me either. <laughs> so <laughs> that's actually a more common story than, it, than not. So um, But I, so I decided to go into the Marine Corps. I could do that after graduation, get a commission in the Marine Corps. And I uh, chose the career field of air traffic control. So I stayed in an aviation related field, Mm. even while I was on active duty in the Marine Corps. After about eight years after I finished my obligated time, I transferred to the reserves, finished getting the rest of my flight pilot certificates. uh, And I got hired on as a flight instructor at that school for a year. And then I got hired on with a regional airline. I flew for five years until I got mobilized after September 11th. Mm. Deployed twice to uh, OIF. I left the regional what, what airline. Is that, what industry. does that mean? In
0: case someone doesn't. Oh, know I'm it. sorry.
1: No. Operation Iraqi Freedom. Okay. So,
0: well, okay. So if it's those, those of you who are listening and you're thinking, okay, pilots, do they talk a lot in acronyms? Um, they, yes, they might. Yes. And so, it's ridiculous. so it'd be easy to nod my head. Like, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. So I may stop you if you have like a fun acronym. Um, so, so you, you served overseas during war and two then deployments. two deployments and then you came back and then, uh, and then what, what, you, so, and then you've been and working so, for this company for,
1: so the regional, I was working for oh, the regional, regional airline. Yeah. I left because for a couple of reasons, uh, low pay and, uh, the airline industry was stagnant at that time. Mm. So I wasn't going anywhere and now I had three little kids to feed. Yeah. So, uh, I needed to do something else, um, we had moved back to Phoenix, to Gilbert at that time. Um, and I, I was tipped off about a job that Boeing put out, a job wreck Boeing put out, and I applied for it. I did not meet all the prerequisites for it. I, I don't know how I got the job. I do know how I got the job. So God blessed me, yeah. and I was able to get that job. And I worked there for eight years Wow, that's on great. the uh, Apache helicopter program. That's part of another story. I don't know if you want me to go right in. <laughs> well, that, let, but. I have
0: probably another, probably more question, pressing question. So, um, when people find out or learn that you're a pilot, like if you could categorize the questions that you normally would get, and I think I probably asked both of you similar questions because I find it the aviation industry interesting, fascinating. So, what what are kind of those categories of questions that people get or the, or that you receive?
2: I think they always want to know how long you've been flying and, and who do you fly for? And then they want to know how you got started. So you're either, you either got started military or you got started civilian. There's no other, I mean, those are the, that's it. Um, but I think those are mainly, I can't think of any. You don't get questions about turbulence? No. I, I, <laughs> it, the, the most question I get asked the most is when I'm getting on an airplane and I'm in uniform I'm like not a UPS airplane. I'm getting on a Southwest or American or whatever, um, commuting home or going to work. They always assume that I work for that airline. They don't, they don't notice that I'm not wearing the same colored uniform as we have dark, dark brown pants and you know, our epaulets are different, but anyhow, they always, they're like, you're not flying the airplane. Um, it's like
0: almost every single time. No. Yeah. Do you, do you have a comeback, like I'm the spare in case yeah no i Yeah, no, like, I'm
2: like, no, not no, today. I'm not just today. Uh, going to work or whatever. And I, you know, and then they always ask if, you know, somewhere along the lines of if you're scared, I'm like, no, I never get scared. And, yeah oh, I don't say that. I've only a handful of times in 25 years have I been a little bit nervous yeah. in an airplane. But those are probably the main
0: questions. Oh,
1: okay. So Joe,
0: do you have some common questions that you receive when people learn that you're a pilot?
1: I think they're pretty similar. Um, you know, what do you fly? Um, when I tell them a, a turboprop now, it's a little bit a <laughs> different response. Small planes? <laughs> yes. Small, small planes, planes, but very
0: important work <laughs> yeah. that I can't tell you about. Um, what are misconceptions people have about pilots? So not maybe about you, but like, oh, you're a pilot. Uh, that it's glamorous, jet setting, you're around the globe. I was gonna say the thing that
2: make it funny for me is because I work for UPS right. We don't fly passengers, we fly boxes. <laughs> um, so every, most almost every time that someone finds out that I don't work for you or a passenger airline, they're like, "Oh, do you want to be a commercial pilot?" And I'm like, "Really?" I'm like, "Well, technically, I am a commercial pilot because." Federal Aviation Regulation is the same for UPS. It is for American. It's a Part 121. We fly under the same rules. It's commercial. It's scheduled operations. It's all the same. But they just assume that, oh, you wanted to fly for passengers. I'm like, no, I'm good flying, not flying passengers. You'd rather fly boxes. I'd rather <laughs> fly boxes. And uh, I mean, that's just, that's the polite way. I don't want to get into other stuff, but that's usually how yeah. I respond to that. But that's, that is like, I thought about that. That is another question people ask is, do you want to fly commercial?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, what about you, Joe? Do you get any... Any misconceptions people have, do you think, about pilots?
1: I can't think of uh, very many. I think maybe the only thing that people Uh,
2: probably think is, oh, you're just a bunch of cocky people. Oh, Oh, yeah. You know, very, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: arrogant. Um, That's a, yes, that's a reaction as opposed to questions. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, you're a pilot. Yeah. So, so let's,
0: let's turn a little bit to your faith. So, you know, maybe shorter answer, but just, you know, how long have each of you been following Jesus Uh, Since high school. High school? Okay. Same for me. Yeah, high school? Yeah. So um, what has been some of the bigger challenges of being a believer as a pilot or kind of just the aviation industry?
1: I would say um, as far as, and and maybe it's probably similar for you. Uh, I'm sure it is. Uh, When you, so when you, share your faith it's in a different way um, one thing that uh, i focus on is in creating a good teamwork environment good team environment in the cockpit mm. uh, it's important for many different reasons primarily safety um, and i don't want there to be any conflict that we're trying to that we're hashing through uh, or any reason why they wouldn't speak up, or any reason why they wouldn't listen to me if I had a comment about the flight of the aircraft or the status of the aircraft. Um, so for that reason, the now where I work, it's a little bit of a different environment uh, than Greg. Uh, sometimes I'm working with this, flying with the same guys for an entire month every day, uh, so I have a chance to. Um, we share our life stories basically. So, um, lifestyle type of sharing, um, for me is a good way to open the door for conversation, uh, about my faith, um, in a, as, as it presents itself. So you're and, telling
0: your story and they can quickly go, okay, you're not talking about going to some other kind of adult entertainment. You're not talking about, uh, you know, excessive alcohol. You're not, you're not uh, relaying things that might, uh, tip them off to go, Oh, okay. That's who he is. So the story you're presenting about your life and, and your family life and who you are, it gets pretty evident pretty quickly, right? Pretty th- quickly. In yeah. fact, this
1: last time I found out that, uh, we switched crews up halfway through, um, my rotation and, uh, I came back to a crew I'd been flying with earlier and they are like, Oh, we can't talk about that. Joe's here today. Oh. <laughs> right. You guys want me to just uh, cut you off right now? We'll I mean, isolate we you on the uh, radio.
0: Turn off uh, <laughs> Joe's headset. That's funny. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so they, they knew from um, previous flights with me that these, there are certain topics that I'm going to isolate them because mm. I really am. I'm not, I don't want to be a part of that conversation or I'm not involved in that conversation. Um, and and you know, we all used to be there in some way, and, and I'm not going to hold that against them. It's just that I, I'm not going to partake in that. Yeah. Um. And so we still work together really well as a crew, mm. um, and we joke about that. So, but they know.
0: Yeah, Greg. What about you in terms of just challenges of being a believer in your line of work?
1: I think it's
2: very uh, very similar to what Joe just said. Is when I meet a new crew, so we either I usually either fly with one other pilot or two, I guess, or three, depending on how long the flight is. Um, but a majority of the flights, my are with two other guys. Um, I don't introduce myself. Hey, I'm Greg I'm a Christian, and I, I don't do that. Um, but what I try to do and um, is just be an example, like how my t- my speech, how I talk, mm. um, that kind of stuff. Try not to be really it's funny pilots seem to like to complain a bunch we have life really good but that's we complain a lot um I don't know what it is but it's you know video <laughs> so I try not to get involved in the complaining I try to steer it in a different you know I might complain like a couple sentences but I don't try to drag
0: it on um is, just, it, com- is it complaining about work is it it's complaining a lot about, about work the yeah trip? it's yeah it could be a lot of things yeah yep. really yep. yeah that's true and uh, the cross the line so all the other pilots Maybe, yes. yeah Wow, it's, it's so okay. funny. It's,
2: it's the funniest thing. It's like, you're, you're an air crew player? Oh, you complain a lot. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but that's just, uh, in my 25 years of flying, That just, everybody's, I mean, I don't, not like the guys I fly with, and they're not bad guys, but just, there's always something to complain about. Yeah. Um, so I just try to live my life in a way that's different. I don't, if they, you know, we talk about, you know, what, you know, your lifestyle or, you know, I always bring up, I'm involved in church. Um, I have a, you know, I so we, um, in UPS- at cruise flight, we take off our uniforms, put on like jammies for lack of a better word, or just cruise clothes that are comfortable.
0: That would be my misconception. Yeah. Is so
2: we're like, Greg if, we, if, if we went down, nobody would be in uniform. We'd all be in like hotel room flip flops and slippers and t-shirts. And, um, but I try, so I wear like my winter camp t-shirts. Um, so I just try to, you know, if, so the, if the situation presents itself yeah. to talk about it, I will, but I don't go out of my, I don't bring it up. Um, mm. uh, so I just try to make my speech and my attitude and how I live different. Um, and then, you know, when the opportunity presents itself, then that's when we'll get into deeper conversations. I've, there's, I've had guys where we've just spent a whole hours on the flight, just talking about the church and the Bible and that kind of stuff. Wow. And yeah, I have too. And yeah. it's, but it's, I'd say that's rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I just try to live differently. I want, I want to, I don't want to, I want them to see that there's something different. And then when the opportunity presents itself, I can expound on that. Yeah. So
1: I, I like to add to that. I like to, um, the, the guys that I fly with now are mostly younger. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? Those <laughs> things happen, right? right. <laughs> we get and older when that they they happens. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and I want them to see me as a resource, um, as a mentor. Um, and so, um, I want to present myself as being competent, in the aircraft, competent in the job that I'm doing. Um, so that there's no, there's no hesitancy for them to come up and ask me questions. And, um, those questions can start off professional, but then they, over time, they usually tend to change to something more personal that's going on in their life. Oh, wow. It could be financial. It could be, um, relationship with a spouse. Um, and it could be something to do with uh, uh, something that's happened in their lives that's uh, causing them hurt, like loss of a family member, that type of thing. Mm. And then those are the opportunities you take to kind of share your faith and um, you know how that how your faith helps you survive today's world.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I have a pivot on what Joe said is I mean, respect in the cockpit is vitally important. And you have to build on that trust from the beginning. I fly with guys all the time I've never, ever met in my entire life. And I'll spend a week with them. On my next trip, I'm flying with the guy for a week and I've never met the guy. So he has, I like Joe said, you have to build that rapport. And he has to see that you're a professional aviator, that you do the job right. You get, you know, there's, because we have guys that in are at UPS that they have a reputation of not being very good pilots. And I'm sure that's in every airline. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, if you do have, if you're that guy, it's going to be hard to build your faith and have them respect that. Or so it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic how pilots have to work in the cockpit and interact because your
1: life is in our, in their, in that person's hands. Um, so it's, it's just, and I've seen the opposite happen. I've seen people who came through that were loud, obnoxious, uh, talking all the time. Um, we're not good pilots. Mm -hmm. Um, And nobody wants anything to do with them. So it doesn't matter that they, if they call, if they identify themselves as believers, as Christians, nobody is taking note of that except in a negative way. And that's not the way that, that I want to present myself to the people that I work with.
0: Yeah. Wow. So you, you mentioned a little bit about, sometimes there's the course joking or topics and you get excluded. You talked about kind of a culture of complaining Um, so if you're presented with those scenarios within work and the work culture, how, how has your faith in Christ help you navigate those? And what advice would you give to young men and women who are in the workplace who may have topics that are discussed and either they're going to exclude you or they're going to say it right in front of you because they know that that bothers you or uh, being in a, a culture that just has a lot of negativity and complaining. So how, how does your faith help you in those situations and what advice would you give? Real quick. I don't want to say it's, it's like a negative. Um, What was the word
2: you use? A negative culture, negativity culture. Yeah. I mean, parents. I mean,
0: it's, it's an aspect of it. It's, yeah. Yeah. So it's not a, a negative you know, culture, yeah. but it's a, it's, it's there's, an aspect there's of always, it.
2: you know, complaining about the schedules, complaining about the contract, that kind of stuff. It's, um, so
0: I, I don't know. Did I misrepresent that?
2: No, I just said we complain a lot. So it kind of sounds like everybody's negative, but that's not the case. I mean, yeah. guys are very grateful and thankful for the jobs that we have that they're flying is a, it's really not even, it doesn't feel like work. You're going and doing something fun. Oh, wow. Uh, and, yeah. um, so it's, so yeah. guys don't, it's not like, oh man, it's, a, it's not a downer to go to work, but it's, you know. I don't know. It's just, Is I'm it, sure anybody, any job can find something to complain about. Yeah. And and it's just when you're sitting there and you're, you're really, you're not doing a whole lot when you're cruising at flight, you're just kind of sitting there monitoring <laughs> stuff. So there's just a lot of room to just yap about stuff. And it's just like, oh yeah. You know,
0: so it's, it sounds like the military too. hurry up and wait. There's times oh, where you're yeah. just waiting and waiting yep. and waiting. Yep. And, and then all of a sudden I mean, yes, everyone yep. starts chirping like, yeah. oh, I don't like this. I don't like that. Yeah. When are we going to hear about this? Yep. That, yeah. that food was horrible.
2: Yeah. Uh, The hardest part is just standing up and, and being, and not allowing yourself to be a part of the conversation that you want to be a part of. Yeah. And, um, it just, you're going to have to stand on your own two feet and, and deal with it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know any other way to advise for somebody other than to say it's going to happen. Yeah. You're going to be asked to go somewhere you don't want to go. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. So it's, you're just going to have to get comfortable. I mean, not even comfortable, but, and it doesn't, that sounds like it happens all the time. It, to me, for me, it very rarely ever happens. Um, but
0: did you feel like it was younger, uh, more prevalent in younger, your younger part of your career?
2: Maybe a little bit just cause it was, I was in the military for my younger part of the oh, career. Okay. Yeah. Um, and guys like to go TDY and they like to, what goes TDY stays TDY is kind of a military kind of like what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah. Um, and I just didn't, I don't, I wasn't going to play any part of that. Sure. Um, so it's, um, but right. I, I don't feel like I had a negative reputation. I don't, I think guys liked me and respected me. And so I don't, it didn't bother me. Yeah. So I'm not the one that's out partying and drinking all the time. And cause that's a lot of that goes on when you're on TDY, but you know, it just wasn't me. Okay. Another acronym yeah. TDY. What does that mean? <laughs> Temporary duty. It's yeah. when you're going away from base and you're going to ah, be gone yeah. for a week. Yeah. You're going on a trip. It's a trip. Do you know
1: that acronym?
0: That doesn't <laughs> sound do. like a Marine Corps acronym.
1: Oh, yeah. It is. Oh, TDY oh, is it, it sure military. Is. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh,
0: I don't remember hearing that one. Maybe because yeah. I was in the reserves. Like, oh, we, wow. I was in the wing.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what about, uh, Joe, what about you? So if, if what, you, the, what advice were you give or, or how do you bring your faith to battle? And, and it doesn't have to just be complaining or topics that are inappropriate. Like just things that are broken because of we live in a broken world and the the aspects of a broken world that affects the culture that you work in, how do you bring your faith to kind of combat that or to redeem it? And then what advice would you give?
1: The way that uh, I try to redeem it, and I think that's a, a good word, is if I can offer a comment or two, if if the opportunity arises for me to break into the conversation and say something more positive um, I'll do that but I'm not I'm not going to tell people what they should and shouldn't do those decisions have already been made Mm. in their minds I might offer up an alternate solution or an alternate activity I'm not going to go out there but I am going to go do this if anybody wants to join me and I've had people do that I've had actually had an occasion where I was in the Marine Corps and a young Marine came up and said, "Sir, I'm glad you uh, opted not to do that because I was, I didn't, I was stuck and I thought I was going to have to go out there, but you uh, gave me an opportunity to bow out by doing that. So um, it can make a difference. And in terms of people, um, um, we don't really have that much of an issue with uh, going temporary duty we're a little bit more restricted in, in where we can go once we get out. Uh, but there's a, there are always opportunities to, to get yourself into trouble. Mm. Um, and just offering up an alternate solution a lot of times uh, will give people other options that they wanted, but nobody was saying anything.
0: Mm. So you talked to uh, both of you about sharing your faith or sharing your lifestyle that that makes it clear who you follow, who you believe in. Um, any advice that you would give in terms of how to engage or how to get the conversation started or how to just present your faith in a way that is going to be engaging or would allow that other person maybe to ask questions. Um, Cause it could be easily as soon as, Oh, he's a Christian or she's a Christian, the walls go up, conversation stop. But what have you found to be effective in terms of just being able to, tell people about Jesus?
1: I think uh, a couple of verses come to mind. I I jotted a few down that I, I tried to uh, live by Um, strive for peace with everyone and uh, for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. And that's Hebrews 12, 14. So I'm striving to maintain peace with everyone as much as I possibly can. And very seldom in my actually in a, in a direct conflict with anyone. Um, and so that's helpful, first of all. Um, and then uh, let everyone, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger is a real good one. There's a lot of discussion that goes on that you don't really have to get in and say anything. Mm. Um, and it's probably better if you don't.
0: So that that's could be part <laughs> of your advice. Maybe sometimes right. if there's topics that are brought up, like silence might be, Yes. The best way to navigate that.
1: That's right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you get cornered and directly you have, a, have to make a, a comment, um, you know, y- you'll know what to say at that time. But, you know, you can, you can make a response at that time and it doesn't have to go along with what they're doing. Mm. Or it could be say, I didn't hear anything you guys just said. <laughs> I was what? thinking about something else. Right. I, my, my headset's not working. <laughs> right. <laughs> the
0: engine noise is yeah. too loud. I, Are I, you
1: guys I, talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and here's another one I found. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, go uh, walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Um, so, uh, there are times you're you're gonna know. Uh, you, you don't have to proclaim yourself. Hi guys, uh, you know I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, and uh, you know if you guys want to know more about it, come talk to me. Yeah, there's other ways to do that that are, are in our community that are um, less overbearing, um, and allow a person who's who the Holy Spirit is working on to seek you out, uh, they'll know based on your life and based on the things that you've shared. Um, they'll know that you're different. They'll mm-hmm. know that you have a faith and they'll come and ask you questions. Um, or that, you know, if you're having a, a study, uh, they may ask you, can I join you? Mm. Um, so that's, that's my advice.
0: So having um, some, some opportunities, it's a that...
1: lifetime, it's a lifestyle evangelism, I guess is, yeah. is, uh, is one word for it. Servant leadership is another Mm.
0: way of doing that. That's great. Um, You both have careers that take you away from the home for extended amounts of time. And I know there's other careers, whether it be salespeople or other um, jobs where you're on the road a lot. So, you meet a young man or young lady, they say, Hey, I just got this job. I'm going to be on the road 50 to 75% of my time. I've been married for a couple of years. Um, what advice and what has worked for you in terms of maintaining your marriage and your relationships with, you know, of course, your wife and your kids and other relationships, but just knowing that you're away from the home, how have you navigated that and what advice would you give? Uh, the advice
2: I would give is you have to really um, put your marriage first because um, a significant number—I'm not sure on the exact number, but I know it's at least 60% of marriages end in divorce. In the in the, at least in the airline community, I bet it's even higher. Mm-hmm. I, I think I've heard UPS is 80%. Um, so you're going into a career field where there's a high chance that your marriage might not last, and I don't want that to be mine. So, um, you know, I just, when I'm home, I try to devote my time to family. Um, there's a lot of other things I could be going out and doing. Um, but I don't, I, I stay home. I help Suzanne as much as I can. I try to take as much off her plate as I can. Mm. Um, I, you know, a lot of the guys I fly with have tons of hobbies and I'm like, they're like, what's your hobby? I'm like, uh my family. That's exactly that's, right. So I don't, you know, I don't I don't have you know, I don't have I'm not I love golfing, but I'm not out golfing, you know, every time I'm home. Um I you know, I don't have boats and planes and bikes and all that kind of stuff. So to me, you just have to work on your marriage when you're home and you still have to do it when you're away. Um and I think that's my biggest advice and warning to people that want to be airline pilots or you know, whatever pilots, but um is you really have to be aware that this is going to be tough on your marriage. Mm-hmm. And some spouses handle it better than others. You know, our spouses were military spouses, so they kind of had a little bit of idea of what's going on. Um, but if your spouse is brand new to this and never, not, didn't grow up with a dad that was gone a lot, or that's going to be tough, and it's going to be tricky. And there's going to be times where, I mean, Susanna is very good at being the man of the house literally when I'm not there because she is the man in the house and she's the woman of the house, she has to do everything. Um, if the water heater breaks, she has to take care of it. If the car breaks, she's got to take care of it. If the kids got to, I mean, there's numerous times in my 20, you know, two years in the military and 14 years at UPS where I've just, I can't get home. Something goes, I mean, if there's a death in the family, UPS will get me home, but it's it might take a day. Wow. Um, So that's to me, that's the biggest pitfall. Is you're going into career field where there's you're going to be in a place where you're by yourself a lot. You can be in that room doing whatever you want, or going out doing whatever you want, and you know, not get caught. Um, So and that's and that also goes on the flip side is you're gone. So now your spouse is at home Mm -hmm. by themselves. It's it's two way street, but it's that's to me the biggest pitfall. Is you've really got to pay attention to that, and you've really got to work on it at home, and give up some of that freedom that you have at home. To uh, bless your spouse and give them the time that they need because they have literally been doing it all by themselves, no breaks, and you've been sitting in a hotel room watching TV, going to get dinner, doing you know whatever. And you might not be doing anything wrong or bad. You're just not there. Yeah, and right. um, so that to me, that's the biggest, um, that's the the number one downer of the job mm. is is you're going to be gone a lot and you're going to miss a ton of stuff. Um, if you don't like missing birthdays and Christmases and that stuff you probably need to find another different career field um, I don't know I'll let that's Joe good. I'll let yeah. Joe expand L- on that but that's, literally
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> literally I'm in the vehicle <laughs> get, going to the aircraft to start our mission and the, they're excessively long missions yeah <laughs> probably like your international yeah. flights and my wife sent a text a hot water heater just busted and Heather's room is Soaked in the wall. Oh gosh! Call USAA. That's our insurance company. I'm going flying. Love you. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But very supportive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Call USAA. I'm here for you anytime. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is sponsored by USAA. No, I'm just kidding. So um, yeah, so I echo everything that Greg just talked about. You've got to be deliberate. Um, and I'm so thankful that my wife and I were both believers early in our marriage. Um, So we have uh, the same foundation Mm. and that's extremely important. We're both coming from the same foundation, the same perspective in life and the same values.
2: Could agree more. Yes.
1: And so, um, you know, I can't, I've been gone uh, three years out of the last six, if you add it all together. Wow. Um, So um, when I took this job, just to give you an idea. It wasn't. It wasn't something where I got the phone call saying, "Hey, this is available. Will you take it?" Yeah, sign me up. Mm-hmm. Um, I brought the proposition to my wife and my kids, and we had a discussion about it. I consulted them. Uh, I told them exactly you know what was going to be happening, happening, how long I'd be away, which was a lot shorter period of time than the deployments I had while I was on <laughs> active duty. So, um, and. Uh, the kids were really well adjusted because of the previous military deployments i'd had um and so they're like, go for it dad so um having their support um and in turn supporting them and supporting your wife I, that's a question uh that i really hate to answer what what's your hobby yeah <laughs> I, people ask that a lot and i just i tell them something like running <laughs> you <laughs> well, do run though fine, i do run <laughs> yeah. um and And really, uh, it's my focus is my family when I'm home. So, Mm. you know, I have a motorcycle. I don't take off on a couple day long rides because it's time that I want to spend, you know, honoring my wife uh, and helping her while I am home. Mm. And that shows her uh, my commitment to her that I pay attention to her while I'm home. Plus, today's day and age, it's a lot easier to communicate. So I communicate with her whenever I can while I'm away.
2: I that's remember great. when you when we would get one phone call a week for right? fifteen minutes in the military oh, on deployments, and that was wow. Yeah, that was weird. Now it's like different time. And I can text and call any time of the day, no matter what. I'm like, man, it, so much has changed in the last 15, 20 years about
0: being gone. Right? Yeah. Well, that's a perfect segue. So you've been in the industry for a while. Um, has the view of uh, your coworkers and colleagues changed in regards to Christianity? So things that they said things that they asked or um, the way they treated you has it changed in the last 15 20 years or is it roughly the same I don't see a difference
1: I couldn't say that I see a difference either
0: okay okay great um, so you talked a little bit about uh, advice if someone was going into uh, aviation or to be a pilot but let's let's just maybe broaden the question you have a young man or young woman, they're getting ready to enter the workplace. Uh, What kind of advice would you give them in terms of a being a faithful believer, but also about work?
2: Uh, You want me to go Joe? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Um, I just, I, I, I start with that pitfall of the job is you're going to be gone and it's going to be a hardship on your family. If you can deal with that, that's, you have to go in knowing that there, you can't be surprised by that. Um, So that's, that's the faithful part of that is you're going to have to work on being faithful when you're gone Mm. and, um, and then being faithful when you're at home uh, to your family. Um, Let's see, what else was the other part of that? That was, that's the
0: just um, in terms of coming to work, like Uh, being, being a faithful employee. So for qualities that you would bring.
2: I was, I was, so the things I was thinking about as far as pilots that I don't, every, I think, okay, hard worker. Okay, that's granted. But there's a lot of different ways to be a hard worker. Um, good work ethic. And you have to have really thick skin to be a pilot. You have to be able to be told that you've messed up a lot. And because it happens, especially when you're in pilot training, you, you mess up a lot. There's so many different things you can mess up. Your landing is not so great. You're, you missed this checklist item. There's, you have to be told, be able to be told, and be okay with, hey, you didn't do that well. You did that wrong. This isn't right. And it's 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 not a, um, demeaning on your character. It's just demeaning on hey you. This action you took was not right. It mm-hmm. led to this. And the thing I hate, the the thing that bugs me the most. I did three and a half. Well, I did a lot of instructing in the Air Force, but is I. Don't be an excuse maker. If I tell you that you did something incorrectly or you did, you know, you're flying an instrument I'll say ILS, you know, "What's that? It's an instrument landing system." Thank if you. you're flying an ILS and and I tell you what you did wrong, then say, "Okay, thank you," and fix it the next time. Don't tell me why you did it wrong. I don't care. Yeah. You did it wrong. I can tell when how you why, what you're doing. So, you know, the, the guys that made excuses all the time it just wears on you. It it makes the debrief last way too long. It's like, listen, I'm just telling you what you did wrong. Yeah, fix it. Say okay, yeah, okay, and, and move on. So, hard work ethic. Be okay being told you messed up. I, I was told on the last fight or a couple fights ago. I remember the guy go, man, you didn't. You're not doing this right. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. You know, and you just every now and they just mess up. Yeah, it's not, no it's not, perfect it, fights. It's not. Yeah, it's <laughs> not like you mess up and oh my gosh, there. You know, I was ter- you almost crashed. No, it's like it'd be like you didn't turn your blinker on when you turn right. I mean, that is messing up in your drive. Is it, does it lead to anything? No, but it could be as little as forgetting to turn something on or off, but it could be life threatening. Yeah. Um, and you can kill people cause you messed up. So, um, mm. it's, um, those are the things to me that it's strong work, that work ethic, um, being a work on time, being a professional. A lot of, a lot of the training that you do is on your own. You're given training, you know what to do, but you have to put in the effort to get better at it. um, and you have to study a lot there's it is non-stop new information all the time you do not stop yes. learning ever yep the wow, aviation the industry the regulations the, every yeah, year the federal aviation regulations how to operate your airplane from the time i started flying in 1994 till now is oh my gosh drastically different and you just have to continually learn and continue to learn and keep new, new and learning new information and um, I mean, flying an airplane is the same. You pull up, you go up, you push down, you go down, you know, that stuff hasn't changed, but how you operate the airplane has changed. So wow. you have to be ready to learn. You have to uh, be ready to learn a lot all the time. And that never changes. Work hard and don't be an excuse maker. Mm-hmm. So, to me, those are the, those, those are the things to me. I, I, I can't stand. Is, oh, wow. I can
1: uh, tell you were an instructor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe, how would you expand that? Or, yeah, or and so was it? I. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would add on to that. Um, number one, a positive attitude because there are so many, when you step out the door to go to work, it's not going to turn. The day's not going to turn out the way you thought it was from the very beginning. Something is going to be different. So be flexible and have a positive attitude about it. Um, I used to say when I worked for the regional airline, I check in, And I'm on the company's time after that. They can do anything with my schedule they want. And I'm not going to get upset about it because that's just the way it is with this career. Right. Um, Self-motivation to be the best you can, even if it's not perfect, which there's no one perfect and there's no perfect flight. Like uh, we were just talking about. Um, So uh, the other is value teamwork, Mm. be a part of the team. Um, we're we're all in that cockpit together, so we're all trying to achieve the same thing, a safe flight, safe mission, whatever. Um, and everybody's going to make a mistake, and anybody that's in that team should be willing to uh, ta- be able to take uh, the critique and want the critique. Mm. Um, and that's the difference. I want you to critique me. I want to know what I messed up at. Yeah. How can I? kind of stay on my game.
0: Was that something that you both had to learn to grow in? Or is that something that you both felt like you just innately had the ability to take constructive criticism or direction? Because I would assume it sounds like it's very important to be a pilot is to be able to take instruction and because lives could be on the line. It's a very expensive mistake.
2: I think for me, it wasn't that hard to do because I, in ROT, I did ROTC, Joe did the Academy you're being told what you did wrong all the time, you know? So it's like, okay, big deal. I just, you know, I I messed up. Okay, a big deal. Go on and move on. Um, And I'll probably mess up again. I might even mess up the same thing again. Um, So it wasn't really, to me, a big deal. I just noticed it more as an instructor Mm. when I'm instructing students or I'm critiquing their performance. That's where it's just like, okay, just listen and move on. Don't sit here and waste our time. So, um, and then really quick, I was going to, expand on what Joe said is you, ha- and another thing about aviation is you have to be able to work with personalities. You're not going to like, I- there's times where you fly with someone. You're just, your personalities just don't mesh. It's weird how Joe and I can be really good friends. Jeffrey, you and I can be good friends, but Joe and you, Jeffrey might not be good friends because your personalities, you would think, Oh, well we should all get along, but y- there's going to be times where you're going to have a personality conflict that you don't, you just don't get along with that person. Well, I,
0: I really learned that on top gun because you know, yeah. Maverick and Iceman just did not get along. So, so you're saying yeah. it's not all it's roses not and, and no, yeah. butterflies and <laughs> kumbayas. Like there's, there's personalities there. Absolutely. Clash. Yes.
2: Cause pilots for the most part are very type A people and there's some really strong personalities. They're probably just like anywhere else. And you just have to be able to, you know, I've people always say, Oh, that instructor, he's, he's such a me, uh, you know, they use stronger language, but he's like a hard, you know, but, um, and then you, you go on fly with him you're like, well, I didn't seem that way to me. I thought we, he was a pretty nice guy. So you just have to be able to work with different people and get along with people. And that's I think that's the biggest part of your faith is being able to get along with a lot of different people Yes, and, and being respected as a professional. And that leads to discussion down the road. Wow How do, how do I live my life in yeah. a way that is an example? Uh, like I tell my kids all the time, I remember my um, mentors from when I was in high school from church. I don't, I don't think I remember a word they said, but I remember how they lived their life and I remember how they wow. poured into my life. And so I think how you live is your example is really, cause if you, if you're a jerk, it doesn't matter if you tell them a Christian or not, you're, it's done. Yeah. Um, but if you live by, a, you know, a like life and then the opportunity presents itself, it makes sense. But if you're,
0: they're like, dude, that guy's a Christian. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's toast. That's a big part of your testimony. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What, yeah. Do, you, what do you bring into the table? Yep. How do you work? How do you work with other people? Are you teachable? Are you, you know, a level of humility? Yep. Um. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah. that, that's probably goes with any career field. Sure. But sure. when you're
2: literally spending 12 hours in the, in a cockpit, no bigger than this table and you have nowhere to go, but with that guy or gal, I, mean, I know there's obviously there's female pilots, but you have to be able to work with somebody mm. and Make even have, it. yeah. And you can, you can disagree, but you have to get the job done because you know, Your life depends on it. And the people in the back's lives depend on it and, uh, and be able to be around people you just don't like for very long. Mm.
0: So I have five rapid fire questions. All right. And so keep, keep your, your uh, answers a little bit shorter. So if you had a magic wand, what would you fix about your industry? (sighs) And you're thinking this could be a long, long answer, (laughs) Jeffrey, like how am I supposed to keep this short? (laughs) So think, think of a big theme. Like what's the one thing you would fix? The only, I love flying. I've
2: flown a lot of different airplanes. They're all they all pretty much feel the same. Fly, aviation is fun. The only thing I think I would, I don't think I would change anything about that. The only thing I wish I would change is if somehow I could fly to China and then Scotty beat me up and come right back home. And when it's time yeah. to go back to work, beam me back to China. I mean, but that's not physical, you know. So I don't know anything else I would change other than can I just not lay over somewhere and just beat me home? That would be awesome. Wow. Um, I can't really think of anything else I would change. Joe? I'm sure there's something good, but. What about you? What would magic I, want?
1: I, I agree with that, first of all. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, I think what we deal with is uh, jet lag. Yeah. Um, so if I could get where I needed to go and be ready to go yeah. when I got there, that would save about two weeks of pain. Trying no to such oh. thing as circadian schedule. rhythms.
0: Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, Next question. If God blessed you with $10 million, would you do some other work or the same work? The same type of work. Same type of work.
2: I would probably want to be a professional golfer, but have my (laughs) own airplane. (laughs) Great answer. So I'll That's, fly that airplane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still want to fly, but I don't want to do my, yeah. Cause he's not going to be gone over <laughs> the holidays. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so the next question is about a kind of a quote. We have a favorite quote in our home, uh, know your role, play your position. So what role do you play within the home or your work and play the, play your position? So do you have kind of a favorite quote or something uh, like a little quip or something that you like to say to your kids or your colleagues about work?
1: That's a there good question. Are old pilots and there <laughs> yeah. are bold pilots, but there are no old
2: bold, bold pilots. pilots. Oh, that's good. The couple, I don't, so I don't really say anything to my kids. I, well, okay. Here's one thing. I talk about situational awareness to my kids because in air, in the, in flying, you have, you work in three dimensions. Um, so you have to have situational awareness, knowing what's coming up, you know, have a way out of, you know, so I always talk to my kids, about have situational awareness and now my daughter uses that term all the time and it just cracks me up. I, I love it. um, But I don't really have any quotes, but some of the quotes that I like about pilots are like pilots looking down on people since 1903.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Let's see.
2: Um, And then how do you know you're talking to a pilot? Don't worry. He'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, those are the to me. Those are the funny ones. There's a ton of good aviation quotes, but those are great. Those are the funny ones to me.
0: So you 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 did not get blessed by 10 million uh, (laughs) dollars. But what is your dream retirement job? So what, what kind of fun job would you want to do after you take a fun time, a full-time paycheck? Kind
1: of keys off what he's already said. I'd like to fly a couple times a week, but be home every night.
0: Oh, okay. So, <laughs> w- w- Just to fly or, or as an instructor, like a job? So it's it's like a part-time job or like a little side yeah. hustle, like after you take sure, a full-time? Yeah, sure. Yeah?
1: It's, it's all the same.
0: All the same, okay. Right?
1: What about I, you? Uh, I have a feeling that my
2: last flight at UPS will probably be my last flight ever. Um, so I don't know that I'll fly ever again, Uh, not because I don't like to, but I think if I could have my dream job after flying, I'd be on the senior PGA tour. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. I will never get there because I'm not nearly good enough, but I love golfing. There's a
0: a theme. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what is, and we talked a little bit about this, but if you had to distill it down to what is the number one quality or value a person can bring to work? So it's got to be one. So if most of you kind of given mm. four or five, but if there is the, the top Mount Everest, the number one thing you can bring to work.
1: I think it's really important to have a positive attitude. A lot of things feed off of that.
0: Mm. Yeah. I don't I don't think I could disagree with that one. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, one of the stories I tell my kids is turn um, 2007, 2008, we were, our company was going to have a, a round of layoffs and we had two, gentlemen who were in the IT uh, department who fixed all our computers. And one was amazing. I mean, technical knowledge through the roof, but not easy to work with. The second gentleman was maybe not as far along as his career, but his attitude was amazing. Like if you emailed him or called him and said, hey, uh, for some reason the laptop's not working or I can't print something, he'd be like, okay, I'm going to be there right now. And he would come down. Is there anything else I can fix? He would fix it. He had an amazing, um, just attitude, positive attitude. So when the round of layoffs came, and I tell my kids, which one do you think was laid off? Was it the the one that had the most technical knowledge, or do you think it was the one that had the best attitude? And it was pretty clear. Oh, they kept the one who had the best attitude. The one that was more technically knowledge, that was the one they laid off. And that like, yes, absolutely. That is true. And so um, I think that's just a great theme to kind of end on is-
2: Do I have real quick, can I expand on what he said? It'll absolutely. take one minute. No, yeah. I think positive attitude is great because what I, I used to give check rides and check rides in the aviation world is like going to get your driver's license test twice a year. So it's a check ride is a, I, I equate it to a driver's license test. If you had to go get your driver's mm-hmm. license test twice a year, how would you like that? Well, that's what you do in flying. You get check rides. The, the people that, and you're going to make a mistake. You're going to screw something up on your flight. The people that have an attitude of, okay, I messed up. I'm going to blow it off and I'm going to forget about it, but I'm going to press on. Do much better. The people that dwell and can't get over a mistake and have a bad, and have, and let that bad attitude simmer, that check ride right goes down big time. And wow. it's, and it just gets, it, that whole flight goes bad. Whereas if you can, oh, you could mess up the takeoff. You've still got the whole flight to go. <laughs> but if you can get over the takeoff, you just mess up something little. It's not like life threatening. But if you can't get over that, oh my gosh, the whole flight's going to be bad. But if you can do, okay, I messed up. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to mess up anymore. Yeah. You have, your attitude determines everything. What does they say? Like 90% of, huge. of success right. is your attitude and yeah. 10% is performance. I think that's huge. I had a student
1: did something similar to that and I tried the entire flight. I just went on to the next thing. And the next thing, just trying to say, don't worry about it. Yep. We'll come back and we'll get that later. I tried to be as positive with him as I could, and he still couldn't get out of that funk. So mm-hmm. um, it was not a good day for him.
2: Yeah, <laughs> There's a lot of failure in aviation, yeah. but you have to get over it. Yeah. It's not failure to life threatening, but it's failure that you just didn't do. You didn't perform how you wanted to. And, and to maybe at that point to the level of standard necessary, but you press on and you do the next time. So, mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you both. Thank you both for your faithfulness to Jesus and our church. Thank you so much for your time, uh, Greg and Joe. This has been great. Uh, I've been looking forward to this episode. Um, but for this is uh, episode one of the For Jesus podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.